Okay, I don't know if you've noticed, but it's turning more like the good old days of watching television. You might remember that time when you would watch a show and there would be commercial breaks. Yes, where you'd see a car dealer like hawking these low monthly payments or your local pizza place saying, yes, we have the best buffalo wings ever. Well, what's old is new again. YouTube is now the latest company to offer free shows. Yes, with advertisements. Yes, you'll be able to stream, they say, 4,000 episodes of TV shows for free as long as you're willing to watch the ads. It's <laughs> funny. Uh, the shows available, they say, includes Hell Kitchen, Andromeda, and also Heartland. But at least think about this. At least the most expensive streaming service has ended along with the pandemic. You know what that was? College. That's right. <laughs> hey, welcome to Tech Refresh. It's your weekly fun show about all things digital. Yes, it's called Tech Refresh because that's exactly what it is. And just a quick reminder to rate, review, subscribe, and follow our podcast. And uh, we're brought to you by GetTheCurrent.com. It's our newsletter. It comes out twice a week. Exclusive links and news. It's fabulous, in my humble opinion, of course. You're going to love it. You can see a sample, and you can get it right now at this address, GetTheCurrent.com. Now, joining us, as always, with Tech Refresh, we have our amazing content queen, Allie Selgman. Allie, what pearls of wisdom will you be sharing with us all today? I am going to tell you all about the 2021 FBI cybercrime report, some interesting stuff in there, and then my favorite Google Drive shortcut. Ooh, we want to know that. And then our battery bad boy and trusty news director, Ben Bradley. Ben, share with us. Well, Apple isn't the only company that's trying to make it harder for stalkers to track someone. And the back tap on your iPhone isn't just to take a screenshot. No way. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> and then our magnificent millennial Matthew Heffel. Matt, tell us how we can be smarter. So we're going to talk about the James Webb Telescope as well as a TikTok video that created some controversy. Awesome. Ooh, we always like controversy. And we always like to start Tech Refresh with some important tech developments to keep you in the know. And I'll go first. I have to talk about the Biden administration and the United States and Russia and Ukraine. Because I guess I should call this segment, we're from the government and we're here to help you. That's right. They put out this generic list of things that every business should do right now. Are you ready? How about number one? There's eight things. They say use multi-factor authentication. Okay, I guess that's important, and it is, and thank you for that. Uh, number two on our list from the government is to deploy modern security tools to continuously look for threats. Okay, yes, hopefully those tools are not based in Moscow, right? Uh, number three, they say from the government to make sure that all your systems are patched and protected against all known vulnerabilities. Yes. Well. And they want us to change all of our passwords. All right, let's get right on that. Okay. Uh, number four is to back up your data. All right, thank you. Yeah. We didn't know that. Uh, I like number four. Do you remember when you'd have like a fire drill in your grammar school and yeah. everybody have to go outside? Okay, that's what the government wants us to do. They want us to run exercises and to drill your emergency plans. So <laughs> you could simulate a cyber attack if you knew what that might look like, and then you can see how you'd react. Uh, number six is to encrypt your data so it can't be used. Mm, I'm not sure a lot of people know how they would be able to do that. Hmm. Uh, wait, number seven, okay. Educate your employees to common tactics that attackers use. Okay, I don't know about you, but you know we still have a lot of people that are falling for romance scams and things <laughs> that the IRS wants you to pay them with gift cards, okay? 
Uh, and finally, number eight. This is my favorite one of all from the government list that we should do. They actually said this. Work with the FBI and the CISA to establish relationships in advance of any cyber attacks. Okay. Right. Hey, FBI, it's me. Yes. I, you know, I was just, you know, I thought, like, I could just call them up and say, hi, it's Kim Commando. You want to have lunch before the Russians sure. attack us? I mean, because we want to establish those relationships. But seriously, where's the VPN? Where's stop using Russian-based software like Kaspersky? Okay, so there's little question that the Russian is going to retaliate. Okay, so just be ready. The whole big nightmare scenario is really the power grid shutting off all electric and lights. It's this serious stuff. We we like to joke here on Tech Refresh. So, but you need some things. You need cash, any prescription meds that you take, a generator, enough solar packs, a solar charger for your phone. And remember, always, if the cell phone networks go down, you can probably still text. And we have a list of everything that you need to prepare over at commando.com. All right. So, Ben, you're up next in news. What do you got for us? Well, okay. Next month marks one year since Apple released the AirTags. It feels like it's been so much longer because... You have all these things about how helpful they are, but then you have all these cases where they're being used to track people and to steal cars. Anyway, they've been rolling out all kinds of updates to proactively let people know when an AirTag is with you, when it's not supposed to be, that it's not yours. Well, now a, another, I guess, mildly big name in that space is doing the same thing. Who remembers Tile? Oh, Tile. I had those. <laughs> it's a... Uh, you know, I guess they, they were mainstream and not like the AirTags have gone. You know, even though they've got trackers in all shapes and sizes, they've been around for years. And like I said, everybody kind of forgot about them when AirTags came out. That was just kind of the, uh, you know, the de facto go-to. But now they've released this scan and secure feature for iOS and Android. Uh, just like the AirTag finding app for Android, though, you have to manually... Oh, scan. I was hoping okay, see, for better. Yeah, come on. I mean, you know, so you're just going to keep scanning, 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 scanning. I mean, and that's, and the problem is, is that these things are so small and they can be placed anywhere to track anybody without them really noticing. Well, if there's good news for this, you don't need to own a tile or have an account to use the app. The, the really bad news, aside from it being manual, is that it can take up to 10 minutes of uninterrupted time <laughs> to complete... Okay, this scan. is just okay, this is just lame. Yeah. Okay. We expect more from you, Tile. You have to work <laughs> harder. Okay. As an Android user, I can say I have never scanned for any of these trackers because what a pain in the yeah. neck. Okay, so the, so the bottom line here is that it's really difficult for you to find a tracker on your person and to rely on technology is just not there. Right? Yeah, and it's kind of from from a marketing standpoint, it's kind of Odd, you know, instead of like, oh, look at all our new trackers and stuff like this, it's it's almost like, hey, ours can be used to to stalk someone too. So we're gonna, <laughs> you know, it's like, don't forget about us. So. Yes, exactly. Stalkers. Yes, you know, but this is serious stuff, and yes, especially if you're in any kind of domestic violence, any type of abuse cases. I mean, stalkers, it's really kind of creepy stuff, and so just make sure that you're aware. All right, Allie, you're up next. You're going to be talking about the FBI's Internet Crime Report. Yes, the new one is here, the 2021 report, and the wildest term that caught my eye, pig butchering. Uh, this is not about bacon. It's not about livestock. I will tell you all about it, but first I want to look at the numbers a little bit. Okay, this is our annual look at how bad cybercrime is, and 2021 was bad. A record number of complaints. Americans lost $6.9 billion to cybercrime. It was a 7% increase over 2020, but if we look at 2019 to 2021, 
an 81% jump in cybercrime. Oh, my gosh. This is why we are constantly telling you you need to be safe online and, you know, giving you all kinds of good tips. Okay, which scams were the most prevalent? The top three, not really any big surprises. Phishing scams, of course. Non-payment or non-delivery scams. So you buy something online and then either it doesn't show up or something that is really not what you expected shows up, which is a bummer. And then personal data breaches. Another big one, Kim, you mentioned it, romance scams. This is where you fall in love with a lovely lady online and she just needs a little tiny loan, please. Just a little mm-hmm. bit. Just a little bit of money. You know, but it's not just, you know, Allie, I spoke to a woman yesterday whose 79-year-old mother in Florida called her and said, I'm in love. Since oh. your father died, I found somebody. Yeah, it's not just men. It's, it's vulnerable people. That's really who these kind of scammers are going after. Um, people who've just divorced, lost a spouse, those are really common targets. And then there's confidence schemes. This is the old low risk. There's going to be huge reward. Just trust me. I'm going to make you so much money. And then we get back to pig butchering. This is an investment scam where instead of directly asking for money, the scammer convinces someone over time to put more and more and more money into a fake investment app or a website. And then one day the victim goes to take that money out and they can't. Surprise. And they have become a pig fattened up for the butcher. Oh, yeah. Pig butchering. <laughs> exactly. Nice. Uh, tech support fraud. This is another big one and one that we warn you about all the time. I thought this was crazy. In 2017, tech support scammers stole about $15 million from people. In 2021, $347 million. Wow. So this okay. is huge. If anybody ever calls you and wants to remote into your computer, hang up the phone, please. <laughs> please, <laughs> please. Do, yeah, and do not Google no. tech support phone numbers. No. 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 Never, never. never. Uh, Where is this happening? California, as always, had far and away the most complaints, about 67,000. A shout out to North Dakota, only 670 complaints there. (laughs) So either they're not reporting or hopefully less of this nonsense is happening there. (laughs) Speaking of reporting, the FBI wants to know if this stuff happens. This is how all this data is compiled because people like you and me tell them. So if you get fished or scammed or conned out of money or even just end up on a scammy website, let them know. You can do that at ic3.gov. That's the letter I, the letter C, the number three, dot gov. Um, So, you know, go do your civic duty and report it. Yeah, all good stuff. You know, we have the FBI, the CIA, the DEA. You know, which one is the best at finding people? Anybody? Okay, the IRS. Yes, Uh, the IRS. Okay, so Matt, into space we go. Zoom into space. So the James Webb Telescope, we've talked about it before. It is the replacement for the Hubble Space Telescope. And it just sent back its first image. And it's incredible. So if you've ever tried to take pictures of the night sky, you're like, oh, man, I'm going to take a picture of the moon. It's going to look so cool. You pull out your phone, take a picture. It does not come out good, right? It's (laughs) always blurry. It's just like a white dot on the screen. Terrible. Well, the James Webb Telescope is up in space, and it is taking pictures of far away planets. One of its main goals is to try to search for planets that might have biological life on it. So exoplanets Ooh. or Earth-like planets. And in their first image, they might have caught one that is rotating around the sun. But one of the cooler things about this image is that if you look around the outside of the image, not just look at the star, you can see what looks like other stars, but they're not stars. They're whole galaxies in wow. this image. And there's hundreds of them in this one image. Now. This is only their first picture, and it took them around 2,000 seconds to take. So it's much more efficient than the Hubble, which would take days. But over the next few months, around June, we'll be getting the first fully aligned images, and those are set to be just amazing. So look forward to that. 
Do you, do you know how much it, it costs them to actually put this telescope together? I mean, how much money we've spent on it? It was in the billions. And I know they had a whole bunch of issues with it. It was supposed to launch like 10 years ago originally. And then <laughs> it just had issue after issue after issue. And it finally went up at the end of last year. So it's, it's somewhere in the tens of billions. Well, yeah, I mean, absolutely. That cost is astronomical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were going out of this world. I tried to guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stay right where you are, because coming up on Tech Refresh, we have some insider secrets and tips to make you sound smarter on your Zoom calls and your meet calls, and even when you get back to the office. So stay right where you are. Hey, welcome back to Tech Refresh. As I like to say, it's your weekly fun podcast about all things digital. And this is part of the show where we like to pass along some insider secrets. Because after all, we know that tech does not come with any type of manuals. So I'm going to go first. Like, for example, let's talk about your phone. When it rings, okay, what do you have to do? Well, you take your phone out of your pocket, your purse, and then you want to look on the screen and then you see who it is. Okay. Ah, oh, come on. That is so like 2010, <laughs> all right? So what you want to do is you want to know who's calling before you pull your phone out of your pocket. So you give your different contexts their own custom vibrations. Hmm. So you know by the discrete buzzes if it's a call that you can't miss or if it's a call that you can ignore. So what you do is you go on your iPhone and then you get into your contacts and that's where you can select vibrations for the list. So maybe if it's like, you know, your spouse, your lover, your girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever it is, you have the heartbeat vibration. So you're like, oh, that's nice. And if it's your kid away from away from college and you know they want money, so maybe it's just like an alert for you. So <laughs> you can get fancy and create your own custom vibrations. Uh, also on your Android, you can do the same thing. But you know, once you set up these vibrations from now on, you know exactly who's calling without you actually picking up your phone. That's See? smart. Nice. Pretty smart stuff. All right, you're also going to talk, give us a phone tip, right, Ben? Oh, I am. So if you have an iPhone, you might already be familiar with what's called BackTap. It came out with iOS 14 back in 2020. It's actually an accessibility setting, so you can you turn it on, and it'll when you tap the back of your phone, it'll trigger certain actions like take a screenshot, open your camera, lock the screen. But that's all basic stuff, and you know this is tech refresh, so we we kind of go beyond the basics. So. <laughs> Basically, I set up BackTap to turn on my patio, turn on and off my patio lights. Of course you did. <laughs> of I mean, yes. Why would you not, Ben? Why well, know? Yeah. I mean, Ben. <laughs> and it wasn't. It actually wasn't that hard. Um, a lot of people, if they don't know about BackTap, they probably don't know that on the phone is a, a native iPhone app called Shortcuts, and it's where you can set up like routines and actions, automations, scheduled you know, events, all kinds of things. Well, for what I had, all I had to do was just pick which smart plug I'm using for those patio lights, which is uh, Casa, the TP-Link brand, Mm -hmm. uh, connect the account to it, and then create a command specific to that to turn the lights on and off. And then once you go back to the back tap settings, you can choose it from the list of shortcuts available. So now you go outside, you just tap the back twice, turns it on, tap it three times, turns it off. I mean, you know, why would you want to open your phone and then open the app <laughs> and then have to find it, the control and exactly. tap it when you can just do a back tap? I mean, <laughs> or God forbid, touch a light switch. Oh, Come gross. on, no, no, what no, is this? no uh, not in the Bradley <laughs> house. Yeah, there you go. No. You don't do How that. often do you accidentally turn your lights on? And okay, off? okay. Well, that brings me to my next point. <laughs> you know, back tap in general is not the greatest thing if you're by nature kind of a fidgety person maybe drumming on your phone. Mm, yeah. um, you know, occasionally it looks, it probably looked like 
you know, I'm asking for help. My, my patio light's flashing. SOS. So, yeah. It's got some Morse code going so, yeah. on back there. All right, all right. So we're going to write all that up for the website in case you missed and you want to live the Ben life. Um, okay, Allie, uh, we were talking about this yesterday. This is a great tip. Oh, I love this. Okay, in Commando Land, we use Gmail and Google Drive. I use it for all my personal stuff, too. And a shortcut that I use... I think every day, maybe not every weekend day, but every work day is a really handy way to open up either a new Google Doc, a new Google Sheet, or even a calendar entry, um, a quick little shortcut. And it's using your browser's URL bar. So say you want to open up a new Google Doc. This is basically Google's version of a Word document. You're going to open up your browser, make sure you're signed into your Google account, and then you just type in doc, D-O-C, doc.new. And then a brand new blank document opens up. Just like that. Uh, you can yeah. do it with Sheets too. Sheets is the version, Google version of Excel, and that's just sheet.new. And then one that's new to me, I discovered this week, and I've already been using it, is the calendar invite. So it's cal.new. You can also do meeting.new. So you type that in. It opens up your Google Calendar with a blank, um, a blank place for you to schedule a new meeting. That's awesome. Um, God, mind blown over here. Right? It's so handy. You're not going to remember all these. There are actually a lot more than the ones I'm giving here, and nobody can remember them all. I really just use Doc and Cal, but we are going to write them up for the website. So go to commando.com. We'll have the full list. Pick the one that you like best and try it out. It really does save some time. Yeah, that's really a great thing. And um, what do you call a house elf who edits documents? What do you call a house elf? Okay. Adobe. Uh. Adobe, Adobe. All right, I'm sorry, okay. All right, Matt, give us a great tip. All right, so I got to start with a story. This weekend, I was about this poster online, and it's an amazing poster. It's like a timeline of world history, and I wanted to get a frame for it. So I went on Amazon, and a frame for the size of it was $60. And I said, you know what I could do? I can go to Goodwill and buy another frame and just replace it. So I go to Goodwill, and I'm looking through the frames, and I realize while I'm there that I forgot a tape measure. So I was like, well, what am I going to do? I don't know how if they're going to be the right size. And then I remembered your phone has a measuring tool on it. <laughs> so I go into the measuring tool, and I use the measuring tool. If you haven't used this, it's amazing. You can click on the top of the frame or whatever you're trying to measure and then push again on the bottom, and it'll tell you exactly how big that is. And it's like augmented reality, so it stays there, so you can do both sides and check the whole thing while it will still show the lines on the screen. It's amazing. If you haven't used it, you should really try it out. And so, yeah, so if you don't know where it is, you can just swipe all the way left in the search which is great. Anytime you want to find an app, just type in measure and then this little app will appear. And the reason why I know that is that Barry and I were having a conversation and he swore to me that he was five, eight and a half inches. And I look at him like, <laughs> like, you are not five, eight and a half inches. And so I said, here, let's do it. And then all of a sudden I pull up the app and he's, and I, and you can take a picture too. Mm-hmm. And it showed him right there that he was five, seven and a quarter. Okay? <laughs> and I'm like, all right. Okay, so we also have a fun game that we like to play here on Tech Refresh. It's about computer tech trivia, company trivia, stuff like that. And uh, let me ask you a question. What year, I have two questions for years. What year did the compact disc first appear on the market? And Matt, you're always really good at trivia. What what year was that? 1989. 89. No. I'm going to go with 85. Five. What about you, Al? 87. Mm, 82. Ooh. 82. Okay. Same question. When was the DVD first introduced? Okay. 1997. Mm, that was going to be my guess, too. And you, Al? 96. Uh, 1995. 
Okay, you're close. All right, so Ben, it's your turn this week to play Stump the Host and the Guest with Trivia. Go ahead, take it away. Oh, you guys. Okay, so <laughs> last time it was my turn, I went with Star Trek because that's just my end-all, be-all sci-fi franchise. But I still have to show Star Wars some love, too. So, you know, it's been 45 years since that the first Star Wars movie hit theaters. 45 years this year. Wow. Yeah, and one of the first scenes, Princess Leia records this holographic message to Obi-Wan Kenobi. Anyway, today, similar holographic tech exists, which brings me to today's question. Uh, so for the past several years, the DECA Research and Development Corporation has been working on a project that's actually funded by the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency called, you know, DARPA. Okay. And it's directly inspired and named after Star Wars tech. <laughs> so what is it? What kind of... Is it a scout droid, a, a bionic arm, a handheld energy weapon, or a hover bike? Oh, man. Oh, I'm going with the energy weapon. I'm just going to say it right here at the top. I just feel like that's something that we need to have right now. I'm uh, Team Bionic Arm. I'm, I'm going to go, go with that one. I'm going to go with Scout Droid. Ooh, Scout three different, different guesses. Wow. Did anyone get it? Well, well yeah, one of you is right. <laughs> yeah, actually, it is Allie. Oh. It, yes. <laughs> yes, Dika built what's called the Luke Arm. Who uh, you know is named after Luke Skywalker, who lost his hand in a lightsaber battle with Dad of the Year Darth Aww. Vader. Of course. Aww. So this one is kind of cool. It has electrodes that can connect to the nerve fibers of amputees to kind of replicate the sensation of a real limb. Wow, Whoa, that's so incredible. Cool. So. DARPA that has is. some crazy projects. Yeah, I knew that one because I've looked into DARPA projects because mm -hmm. they're insane. Uh. Honestly, yeah. Okay, so, um, so Allie, when you've got nothing to do... I just look up DARPA projects. Chilling. What's DARPA working on? Saturday night, 9 o'clock, <laughs> glass of wine, looking up DARPA. Better than back tapping your patio lights, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. It's better than online shopping, okay? Fair. I, you know what? I learned something from Mike James about online shopping, and I passed that along to Barry the what? other day. Is that when Mike James came into the studio, we were talking about buying stuff on Amazon. He says that what he does, he puts everything in his cart for 24 hours. And mm. then he decides whether or not he should buy it. That's our. That's the new Barry Young commando rule, household rule. You have smart. to leave in your cart for 24 hours. Like a cooling Very off smart. period. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so coming right back. Oh, you guys and gals are in for a treat. We're going to be talking with Matt about what is happening on the Internet. And this is a crazy story with a capital K. Also, we have a crypto tip from Allie. And then later on this hour, Ben's new tech project about Ethernet cables. Yes, leave it to Ben and Ethernet cables to keep you enthralled. And don't forget... At the very end of Tech Refresh, there's always a fabulous joke. And this week's joke, oh, you're just going to be laughing for days. Yep, it's Tech Refresh, your weekly fun podcast about all things digital. Just a quick reminder to rate, review, subscribe, share, follow, tell all your families, members, and friends about Tech Refresh. And while you're at it, head over to getthecurrent.com and sign up for our wonderful email newsletter. It comes to your inbox twice a week at getthecurrent.com. So, Matt, you and I were talking about this, and you have to set it up. You have to tell people about this road in Los Angeles and the cars and... What happens on this street? So it's a street in Echo Park, just outside of Los Angeles. And it is a hill that is basically straight up and straight down. And people love to get air on this hill. They love <laughs> to drive up the hill as fast as they can and kind of try to get some air. Well, 
One guy took it a little bit far uh, this past weekend when he took his Tesla Model S, drove it as fast as he could, and launched it over this hill. Now, I saw this video on Saturday, and I sent it to all of my friends because it's just this insane video of this Tesla just going and going all over this hill and then smashing and hitting a bunch of cars. <gasps> and then, it, it, right, and then it's the video. That's it. It's oh just this gosh. Tesla flying, smashing into a bunch of cars, and then the video's over. And I was like, okay, that was insane. And we, and we should say that the Tesla did not survive the crash. No. <laughs> did I hear right? It was a rental? Yes. yes. Okay. Oh, it was a no. Rental. Yes. Well, so the story is interesting because it was a rental, but they... There was this YouTuber who came out, and his name is Dot Dixis Dixis, and he claimed that it was him, and he was involved. Well, after the police started getting all these uh, reports that it was him, and they said, you know, it's not, it's not actually him. So he's not the one that did it, and it was this whole controversy. <laughs> but in the meantime, he posted this YouTube video that claimed that the the reason he did it was because he was eating these, you know. Weed edibles, pot edibles from this dispensary, <laughs> and they, he tagged them in the Twitter post, and they immediately responded with, "You will hear from our lawyers." So. <laughs> but I love his response. I love his response. So, so here's this YouTuber who, you know, he's saying, "Okay, the only reason why I did this with the car is because I was on these edible." you know, THC, CBD, whatever you want to, XYZ thing that he was eating. And then so the, the company's like, you know what, you're going to hear from our lawyers. And then this YouTuber writes back and says, perfect, I could really use their help. <laughs> okay, which I thought to myself, that is the perfect response. The next time somebody says to me, Kim Commander, you're going to hear from our lawyer. I'm like, that is so great. I really need their help. I do too. Thank you. It is. It's doing something. Um, you know, speaking of Teslas, do you know that they just announced a brand new lawnmower? A lot of people don't know this. It's a brand new lawnmower. It's called the Elon. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to use that one. That's a real good one. <laughs> All right. So now it's time for our weekly crypto girl tip, gal tip rather. Yeah. And Allie. Take it away. I am so excited about this. We get questions about crypto all the time. So what better place to talk about it here in Tech Refresh? And what better way to start than with one of these questions? So Patrick wrote in and he said, I want to buy a couple hundred dollars in cryptocurrency. He said, I get that I need a digital wallet to put that in. Where do I get that? I'm lost. I need help. I'm here for you, Patrick. All right. You need to start with an exchange. That is where you exchange your dollars into cryptocurrency. The ones I'm going to recommend because they're easy and they're safe, Coinbase, FTX, and Crypto.com. Crypto.com is the one I use. I think it's really easy. So once you pick an exchange, you're going to open an account, and you have to do a few things. You're going to verify your identity. Depending on where you go, that means maybe scanning in your license, just providing some details. And then you're going to deposit money into the exchange. You can do this a few ways. You can use a credit card. I wouldn't because the fees are usually pretty high, so I'd pick a different method. You can do a wire transfer. That can take a while. You can just directly connect your bank account. That's what I do because it's really easy. Or you can use a debit card. And reminder here, when you're making this account, this is a financial account. This is not a place to reuse a password. So be very, <laughs> very safe here. Uh, unique password. Make sure you're not using it anywhere else. So your account is on. You're verified. You've got money in there. And now you're ready to buy whatever coins that exchange offers. So we'll pretend, Patrick, you want to buy some Ethereum. This is not financial advice. I'm not telling you to buy Ethereum. We'll just pretend. So it's a pretty simple process. Uh, it will depend a little bit on which one you pick. But Trust me, they want you to buy cryptocurrency, and so they make it really simple. Once you're in there and you've got your money, basically you're going to look at the list of coins, click one, and then you'll be able to buy right there. 
Uh, now, Patrick, you own some cryptocurrency. You did it. Great. Uh, Patrick is smart. He asked that question about digital wallets, right, where it's stored. And at this point, when you bought the coin, a wallet was automatically created for you, and so you have one. The catch is it's under the control of the exchange. That's fine when you're first starting out. You don't really need your own wallet. Um, but once you have a decent amount of money in crypto, maybe you have a few different coins and you want it all to be in one place, you can make your own what we call a self-custody wallet, which really is just a fancy way to say you control it and everything about it. That is a tip for a different day. And we yes. will talk all about cold wallets and hot wallets and <laughs> hardware wallets. But there you go. You bought crypto for the first time. And so if you listening, if you have any questions, you want to know about how to get started in crypto, we would love to base these tips around what you want to know. So go ahead and email us. Um, easiest way is podcasts with an S, podcasts at commando.com. Shoot us a note. We all get that. So be nice. Uh, <laughs> don't say anything that you wouldn't want Kim or Matt to hear. Yeah, don't say anything mean about Matt. <laughs> don't go, especially not about Matt, please. <laughs> or, or Ben. Don't yes. make fun of yeah, Ben. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, no one makes that. fun of Ben. I, I have a question. Uh, you said that it... it when you use a credit card, there's fees. Are there fees for a debit card as well? Is it card fees or? It's, it's credit card fees. Okay. Yeah, right. it'll be credit card. The, the easiest way really and the cheapest way is just tie your bank account to it. Then Got you it. don't have to worry about wire transfer fees or credit cards or anything like that. Okay, cool. Yeah. You know, that was really great, Allie. I mean, you took a very basic question and you answered it without being a Bitcoin descending. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ben <laughs> is coming up, and if you don't have Wi-Fi in all your places in your house, you definitely don't want to miss this. Welcome back to Tech Refresh. We'd like to talk about all things digital, and that includes, yes, adding Ethernet cables to your home network. Ooh, Whoa. Fancy. fancy. Yes. Uh, let me just start this by saying, if you are in the process of building a home, Get the Ethernet put in. I know everybody's like, well, <laughs> what, why do we need that? We have Wi-Fi. We have, well, no. Wi-Fi is great, but you're never going to have the speed that you're going to have on Ethernet. You're never going to have you know, the ability to connect all these devices seamlessly if you have too many on the Wi-Fi. So if you're building a home, Ethernet is key because in my case, we do not have Ethernet running through the walls. And you know, it's around November, December, and... I'm, I'm tired of the patchy Wi-Fi, some parts of the house. And this is if, this, you know, this is when we have Google Wi-Fi, we have the mesh system. So like four of these points around the house, I rearrange them sometimes and we still have just little dead spaces. So it's like, okay, <laughs> that's it. To Amazon I go. And, <laughs> Something you know, snapped so within start, this yeah, man. So I start doing, and I'm using the measure app. Hey, good. I'm like running walls and stuff like that. So I'm ordering cables. Okay, it's like, so it's got to go from this wall up to the ceiling. Out, and I'm ordering just batches of cables and wall plates and Ethernet switches. And it's like, okay, now I've got all this stuff. That was the easy part. Because actually getting it through the existing walls, you know, we this is Arizona, so the attic space isn't usable. We've got one of those insulated attics to mm -hmm. kind of keep the heat out. And now... I have to give credit to my wife and my oldest son who, well, they're both very small. And so it, it, they were the perfect <laughs> choice to, you know, spider their way through the ceiling oh. over the different joists oh and, oh you know, God. to run some of these, you know, these Ethernet cables down the walls. Took a couple days. Once we had, you know, drilled through the walls, grabbed the cables, put plates on, daisy chained some of the Ethernet switches. And you know what? I have to say it has stabilized the Wi-Fi because, you know, we connect all these two. The only issue I'm having now is that it's not that fast in a lot of spots. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah. I'm, we've got gigabit internet, and I'm using gigabit switches and some – so, I, you know, 
I'm probably going to have to consult our our own IT genius, John, oh. yes. about this and uh, see if he can help. Because, yes, running the Ethernet, it's it's good if you've got a lot of stuff on Wi-Fi. It takes some of that load off to where you can connect everything that can be connected via Ethernet, computers, Roku's, you know, smart TVs, whatever. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it's not always a perfect system if you're trying to put it into a, a pre-built house. I'm still, like amazed that your wife went into the attic crawl space. I was just thinking call. that. Yeah. yeah. Poor Carrie had to yeah. get her little self up in the attic and oh. now your internet's not even that fast. <laughs> oh. oh, you know what? You owe her big time. <laughs> I know. You really do. All right. So we always like to end Tech Refresh on a happy note with a great joke. Now, this is a joke you're going to want to tell your family members and friends. And so listen closely. You guys ready? All right. So it's about David and Shane. They worked for a small furniture company, and they have invented a new product. It's a new kind of smart shelf. It has everything. It has a built-in wireless charger. There are several USB ports. Part of it could flip up to reveal a screen that could be used as a photo frame or maybe watch videos on Netflix or YouTube. It also is a Bluetooth smart speaker. And keeping it all in this sleek, clean design, David and Shane, they didn't leave anything out. They knew that they could make millions of dollars with this. But the problem was they needed investment money. So David says, hey, you know what? We should go on Shark Tank. And Shane's like, yeah, absolutely. So the big day comes. They've done this whole presentation. David pulls up to the t the Shark Tank stage and building and can't find Shane. He's nowhere around. Then David gets a call phone call from Mary who says, I got some bad news for you, David. Shane was on his way to the Shark Tank presentation and he got into a car wreck he's badly injured he's going to be okay but there's just no way he's going to be able to make the show to pitch the project david says oh no i prepared this whole presentation with shane what are we going to do we need this and mary says well i guess you're going to have to give a shane -less shelf promotion <laughs> 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 All right. You laughed. It was a good one. It was a good one. All right. Hey, thanks for joining us for Tech Refresh every week. Make sure that you rate, review, subscribe, follow, say a few kind words. And if you want us to cover anything in particular, remember, you can always send us an email to podcasts at commando.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.